0: Welcome, you are on The Creativist, featuring inspiring conversations with creative outsiders pioneering the new economy. I am Myriam Creté, giving a voice to the creative activists. Today I'm really excited to have On The Creativist someone that I met recently, as he's a serial creative, he's a founder of The Creators Club and an author and a speaker. So welcome, Andy Dunn.
1: Thank you so much for having me today. It's wonderful to be with you, even if it's remotely by lockdown.
0: Yes, exactly. So Andy, you are, when I say serial creative, it's something you have in your genes. I had the privilege to listen to you on stage and it seems that your whole body is transpiring creativity. Tell me more about that.
1: I think I've, uh, since being a younger person, I was always encouraged to create. And I guess for me, my creativity was making things with my hands from sand castles as a young child to then going into a design career and wanting to build and make things. And then since then, wanting to then use my creativity to make a difference in the world and wanting to connect to issues and causes that make a difference. And the creativity takes many different forms now, but I, yeah, I think you describe me better than I describe myself sometimes.
0: That's interesting because I've also read your book, which is called Feeling Lost and Finding My Way. So you were in this book, very open, very open to your own vulnerability and describing the journey of yours being a creative that seems to be in parallel with a lot of ups and downs. Is this something that creatives have in common, this tendency to be depressed and having to fight it?
1: I mean I certainly meet a lot of people that have these tendencies as well and one of the reasons I wrote the workbook was because I kept meeting so many people that shared a similar story, which made me feel like I'm not alone, but also I didn't really see any stories out there that I related to. So I wanted to be a voice of authenticity, to share that this was the real struggle I had to graduate from design school, then want to go into something else, but also underneath all of that was, as you said, the depression, the anxiety, and some of the deeper things I was dealing with that were such a barrier to me being happy and free and then creating as I want to in the world
0: there's a question that, that seems important because you said you know I was always creating in my childhood and I went to design school so from somebody who seems to have been in a creative environment from day one why do you think you were struggling so much in being the creator you want to be and you are
1: I think it was mostly because of the lens I was seeing creativity through was only about art and design purely and it wasn't about the creativity of marketing or creativity of business. But I didn't see myself then as a business person or as an entrepreneur and therefore I didn't have all the skills of being commercially aware, being able to sell and promote things and the creativity was purely about designing products or things we see opposed to what I now believe is a wider version of being a creator or creating something.
0: Right, well, and that's very interesting because you are English, I am French, and I can see from having also lived in England for so long that creativity seems really to be in the genes of the nation. You know, the creative business in the UK certainly is a big business. In France, it tends to be very much, you know, math focus and a lot of science, scientists and, and science comes from France. And why does it seem to be so difficult to marry creativity and business, earning money from creativity? Why do you think is that? Is that in, in the collective unconsciousness?
1: I'm really passionate about education and helping to evolve education. And I do lots of projects now with teachers and schools through Creators Club and other places. And one thing I still see is that things in school are so siloed. So you have math separate to design, separate to do science. And therefore, people have to put themselves in one of the boxes that they fit the best, rather than knowing that we are all a hybrid of all of these things. And then I think, therefore, when we come out of education... We're then stuck just with this one view of ourselves and one view of the world rather than understanding how things overlap and how we need to overlap to support each other.
0: So it's it's interesting, and we could say now that you are the founder of the Creators Club. Do you want to say briefly what the mission of the Creators Club is?
1: Of course. So, so it began... When I I think I'd been about five years self-employed and came to lots of events that I felt were very all about swapping business cards and just networking rather than about deepening people's learning and creating a space where collaboration happened and I think people that are more creatively minded maybe more introverted sometimes there's a different way people want to relate to each other and as parallel with this I've been doing a lot of corporate training, leadership development, and really wanted to bring some of that expertise in nurturing people's growth and development and also allowing a space where we can teach each other to come together. So experts in branding or finance or marketing, we can co-create, we can co-teach each other, and we have a wonderful community that we support each other. So that was three and a half years ago now, and then since then it's grown to different cities, to an online platform, to different support vehicles but at the heart of it it's about helping creators or people that identify with that whether they're building a social enterprise they're an artist they're building a business but together we can work together we have that shared spirit of collaboration
0: Right. And you're now teaching also and you're working with schools, you said. So do you think that the younger kids these days are more open to creativity? And how does the system, the educational system, tackle this?
1: I think there's so sometimes I'm an idealist and I have an optimistic mind and I want to go in there and sprinkle magic dust and make things better but I think the reality side of this you know is also that the real pressures in most education systems are the grades and the exams and there are many parents and teachers who believe in creativity and believe in this new future this new economy we are coming into but this is like the long term problem to prepare people for whereas the short term thing is you want young people to get good grades Mm -hmm. to give them a good chance of the next steps in life so i think there are people like great teachers and great parents and young people who are using their creativity but i think there's still the barriers or the challenges are still how it marries up with how we measure people's ability in schools
0: right and um i personally like very much richard branson and for me, and he's a, an English entrepreneur, right? And I always like the fact that he didn't really succeed in school, but super creative and a super entrepreneur who's done a lot. So I would like to ask you, which personalities, Andy, are your inspirations or mentors or role models in that world of creativity, if you have?
1: Yeah, so... I think the first well-known person was Blake Mycoskie, who was the founder of Tom's. So for Tom's, the shoe company, And the book I read was called Start Something That Matters. And it was, to me, an idea of someone who is using their heart and their imagination and their business skills to make a difference in the world. And they have a you know like a charitable side where they're giving shoes away but they're doing it from a sense of also business like a social enterprise so Blake Mycoskie the founder uh, was and still is very inspiring to me and then I think someone else very inspiring I go to Brené Brown quite a lot as someone that I relate with because she is she goes deep to understand people and human beings and I really relate with this wanting to understand how people work and think so we can make a bigger difference so There's a couple of
0: people. Right. So that's very interesting because the first one you mentioned, you talked about being heart-centered. And we were discussing earlier about this new economy where certainly, like you, I do believe that creativity is very much number one currency these days to really drive change, drive social innovation. And it comes, you mentioned the word spirit. It comes from spirituality. It comes from giving before receiving. So what would be your advice today to all these creative that we are now really want to make a difference and want to make money as well, because it's hard to make a difference if you can't leave yourself. What would be your advice? How do you come about to create a business that that's gives first before receiving?
1: So a few things come to mind. The first piece of advice is to be, I think, patient with the time it takes to get there as well. I think... For me, earlier on, I wanted it all to happen straight away and be able to build or create what I wanted and make money, when I think we have to keep juggling these two energies of giving and making money or creating. And so I think that's the first thing. The second thing is I've had to be quite strategic with doing, say, some corporate projects that bring in more money and then do some projects that bring in less money that can balance other things out. But I think if we can marry up our creativity with a real problem in the world or a real sense of desire in the world, then we can find there's different business models. There's so many ways to make things work. And I think it's about keep trying different things until we find a way to make it work. And then the last thing I'd say is if we are really in the creativity and we are not in the business or commercial side, it's to really find some mentors or some people that can help you really translate what it is. Because I meet so many people that are like, I guess there's a spectrum from being really commercial to highly creative. And then some people are different place on the spectrum. And I think sort not knowing where you are on that spectrum. And if you're super on the artist, spiritual, creative side and don't have the sort of core commercial skills, then it's about finding people or a mentor that can really help you fill in those pieces. Otherwise, we You know, I see it all the time. I have felt it, the pain, the struggle, the anxiety, the pressure that we have these good hearts and amazing creativity, but it doesn't translate into um, something people want to pay for or uh, the right vehicle. So I've said a few things there.
0: Great, thank you. You mentioned Brené Brown, so for those of the listeners who wouldn't know who she is, she really is the voice for the power of vulnerability, the power of sharing what's inside, usually hidden, get it out there, and then it, it brings relief, right? So... I mentioned in your book, you really showed a lot of your vulnerable side and I I would invite people to buy and read this amazing book. What do you think happened to you at the minute you started really sharing who you were deep inside? What was the feeling there?
1: So two feelings. The first one is like quite a scary feeling because it's like it comes with it's like this sense of like, oh my God, what's going to happen? How brave can I be? So that feeling, I guess, is like a little bit of fear. But that's small, I think. Then once we like push it a little bit, then the feeling is liberation and expansiveness and possibilities. Because I think when we are courageous enough to go on the journey of authenticity and I say journey because I think we are we keep being we keep doing more things that are more in line with our authenticity and then we keep connecting with other people that relate to us and accept us and support us and I think that exchange is the most beautiful freeing feeling ever and like even you know for yourself when I gave a talk and we connected it was a joy that we can have a more truthful authentic conversation about how we relate and I think that's the the wonderful feeling that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't to share this story.
0: Yeah and it's interesting because on one hand that's something that we keep hearing of you know being authentic etc etc and it seems really hard to be so. Why do you think it's so hard because at the end of the day we all have you know a deep inside feeling why wouldn't it be so easy just, just to say who we are?
1: That's yeah, a great question. I think, I again, the more I've learned about this, the more within myself, my authentic answer today is that I still want to be liked and loved for who I am. I want to be accepted. And sometimes we're not perfect or we don't do things right or we're not. And even this is the level of wanting other people to say it's okay as we are. And then if we do something like write a blog post or start a business or write a book or just have a conversation with a loved one, the ability to say, this is what's true for me now and for the other person or the person reading to listen and accept that it's the greatest gift ever and I think as well as practicing authenticity ourselves, the other thing we need to practice is about how we create the space for other people to be their authentic selves and how we you know we are calm we are patient we are open we are encouraging and it's this defined balance but people need a little bit of encouragement because quite often you know with i guess back to my point about school or education or what the world was like maybe 50 years ago or longer um it's a different world now but maybe we don't have that many role models of um, a new way to be or be more in touch with our emotions or to say that this is what's been hard for me or this is who i want to be or want to be seen
0: as well, I think it's interesting when you talk about emotions because you mention anxiety, depression and you do a lot today to support mental well-being and the link between creativity and mental illness is very strong. So why is it that creative are more inclined to suffer from this?
1: I think there's definitely a a link between our imagination and how our imagination can work for us or against us. So I think if I'm imagining where the business could be in two years' time and I really tap into the imagination, it gets really exciting. That's a beautiful way of using the imagination. Whereas if I'm imagining how things might work against me or how people might think if I do a presentation and the audience might say bad things, then that's my imagination working against me, and then I think then this can trigger things like if our self esteem isn't high or we're feeling anxious, then I think people with a very heightened imagination can get lost in this like imagination downward spiral. I describe it sometimes. And it's disconnect between what is real and what is in our mind. And as creative people, we love the imagination. We love the wonder and the possibilities of dreaming and it's wonderful. But if we get lost in the wrong side of that, which I have many times, but not knowing how to lift out of it in a gentle way. That's, I think where the struggle is for so many, you know, we hear stories of artists, famous designers, people we've tragically lost to suicide. The statistics are so bad in the field of the arts as well. Yeah. And so I think, you know, for me, it's, um, just so if the evidence is there that there's definitely a link and connection and um, i felt it in myself and i'm lucky that now i feel very well and healthy but it's also because i'm doing things to maintain my mental health and well-being as i'm creating
0: right and that's the question i was about to ask so i was thinking so how not to get lost it's not lost in translation but lost in imagination you mentioned about being very spiritual so in a few words, what would you say as an advice to do to look after your mental health as well as your creativity? Hmm. So I
1: think there's, um, there's so much science that backs this up. I think the first thing is to really have some form of physical practice, whether it's yoga or it's running or or something that like gets your body and mind working and it really creates that sense of endorphins. I think that's really important. The second thing I think is to monitor stress levels. So if there's a buildup of stress, whether it's because of financial things or because of um, fear of doing something, I think, being able to talk this through with somebody is really important, whether it's a, a friend, a family member, a counselor, a coach. I think really having a vehicle to talk it out is really important. So those two things. And then I think for me, I've benefited so much from having what I'd say is like-minded, like-hearted, like spirited people who I can um, you know, feed off that energy as well. Cause I think it also Reminds us that we're not trying to do so much alone, and therefore that can reduce the stress and pressure. Um, I know some people are newer to the idea of seeing a counsellor or a therapist um, or getting a coach, but I think these um, different one-to-one support they're so invaluable. And uh, you know, I, I often go away on retreats. I'll take myself away once a year for couple of days or a week um to like really deepen my spiritual practice and to you know really disconnect from all the pressures i'm feeling and really ground myself again and remind myself who i am as a human being put my feet on the earth and then say okay let's begin again from this new place and i think having these you know annual recharging times or even on the weekend doing things to recharge is um so so important that um and I think that's why the philosophy with Creators Club is really nurturing the practical skills of marketing and business development and also honoring our inner growth as well. Right. Creating that supportive space.
0: Wonderful. So disconnect to reconnect mm. and then yeah. reconnect to yourself with, with peers. Yeah. So Andy, for meeting so many creative these days and creative entrepreneurs, what would you say are the three main challenges that creative have these days to really stand out and be who they want to be?
1: Oh, good question, three main challenges. So the first one I'd say is to figure out which is the right platform for them. So I think, or right vehicle for them. So for example, Is it podcasting or is it YouTube? Is it starting a business or is it like a social enterprise? Is it putting their artwork in galleries or is it selling it via, you know, like advertising revenue online? And there's so many different ways to get it right. And I think the only way to know is to experiment and develop your self-awareness and strategic thinking. But I think the number one is about figuring out over time, which is the right platform or the right vehicle for us to express that. The second does that makes sense?
0: Absolutely, yes. Because also, I would say, from being meeting as well, a lot of creative that's the thing you're so creative, you want to be everywhere, and you have tons of ideas to be in all these platforms. So then it's like yeah. overwhelming to try to do everything at once.
1: Yeah, and I think embracing the variety is important. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, some people get to the place where they realize. Some of their creative outlets are for fun and their personal growth and others are to make money and to build a business and that kind of thing. So I think it's over time figuring out what the balance of these things are. And there's many people as well who have more than one income stream or project, all this kind of stuff. So The first one says finding the right vehicle over time, not getting it right straight away, but experimenting. The second I'd say is putting yourself out there in the world and not judging yourself too much in the process. I say not too much because I think it's inevitable that we have a, an inner critic or something inside that wants it to be great and wonderful and a bit perfectionistic that I think is a it's an important driver for some things. But I think for others, it, um, it holds us back. So getting ourselves out there.
0: Yes, I would say dare, dare to be who you are and dare to show who you are, which is a challenge for creatives.
1: And then I think the third it's probably the making money aspect, it's the, and some of it is, you know, being disciplined to keep on top of admin and accounting so things don't get too far behind because we want to do the creative work or it's taking the initiative to try different sales techniques or promote things in a different way because that isn't normally the reason creative people start. It's because of a passion or a problem they want to solve in the world that comes from a very pure, authentic wonderful place and i think again it's getting that balance right of giving this expression to the world and to help and serve people and still keeping an eye on how much money do we need to make and how can we do that in a way that is feels authentic and drives what we want to do so i'd say the right platform putting ourselves out there and making money
0: so you are grounded creative right yeah yeah. And it's rounded. good. Yeah. And also if, yeah. if you can live off your passion, it's the dream, right?
1: Yeah. And exactly. And there's, and you know, for some people, it's um, difficult. It takes a long time. Other people fall into it. But I think it's also a, for people to remember, I think that it's, um, it's a dream to have that, you know, we have this skill for writing or facilitating or designing or guiding strategic business planning whatever our creativity is and to do this and get paid and live this wonderful life it's um it might take time for some people to achieve as well so that's what i'd say
0: it's a blessing thank you
1: and join creative club also just in case they haven't because we are there together
0: thank you very much andy dunn founder of the creators club so we can find you on andydunn.co and of course all the yep. social media and uh, the creatorsclub.co.uk where and, uh, we...
1: can reach out and connect with me, so...
0: Great. Thank you so much, Andy, and see you very soon in real Thank life. Thank you
1: much, Miriam.
0: You were on The Creativists, activating the power of creativity for greater impact. Join us for more on thecreactivist.com.